we better we better straighten up and fly right now because our boss is on the line. Bishop Serba, are you there? Hey, fathers. Hey, Bishop. Hey, Bishop. How's, How, how's, how's your day going so far? Well, it's been going a little tense, but uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we're we're doing just fine right now. So that now that you're, you're always a soothing presence, Bishop, and so you're going to bring us some calm to the to the show now. Well, I'll do my, I'll do my best, but you guys do a fantastic job. I'm grateful <laughs> on behalf of our diocese for yeah. Well, thanks for coming on the, as you do. Thanks for coming on the air. You know, we um uh, September is one of those months that have a lot of saints on the liturgical calendar, and. Uh, just wondering, is there any particular one that stands out for you? Well, there there are, as you say, just great saints and great feast days, and um, I happen to write a little bit of reflection in my column for the Northern Cross for this month about um, St. Padre Pio, or St. Pio of Pietrocina, as uh, Pope John Paul named him for us. So, yeah, there's some things about him that uh, his life and his feast day that uh, come to mind for me um, this month of September. So, but the crazy thing about Padre Pio is that, at least not for me, but for you, he was alive during your lifetime. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and I must say, as a, um, I was a young boy at the time when he died in 1968, but I, I have remembrances of that, which. Um, for whatever reason, you know, some saints that were introduced or I was introduced to as, uh, you know, in grade school and things like that. Um, definitely my patron and um, some other saints that I'm close to or, or have always had an affection for. Um, his is one that I do. I do remember um, some of the news in the Catholic newspaper at the time when he um, when he died. It was, uh, you know, uh, noted and uh, remarked upon because he was famous, you know, in his own lifetime and um, would have made the press here even in the United States back in 19 in the 1960s. So, and I, I remember that remember when he died. So. so his fame is, is in large part because of miraculous occurrences surrounding his person. Why don't you, yes. if you'd say a little bit about that, Bishop? Sure. For people who aren't familiar with Padre Pio, um, he, uh, in his lifetime, received what, you know, we refer to in um, the life of grace as some, uh, not only, Great sanctity, which is the the measure of his holiness, his relationship, his personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you know, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Blessed Trinity, but also received what we call to in theology sometimes gratuitous graces, or he received um, uh, of gifts from God, favors from God, which are for the edification of the the faithful, um, and so he received most notably the stigmata or the wounds, the five wounds of uh, Christ crucified, he received those on his own body. And for 50 years, um, those wounds, uh, you know, they would bleed and they would ache and they would swell and and they attracted uh, the attention of others who saw his wounds, you know, so they were um, motivated to come to him and ask his intercession. But those were just some of the graces that he enjoyed in that way. He also could um, read people's souls, you know, to be of assistance to them in the sacrament of confession or uh, a gift called bilocation where he could be present in more than one place at one time to intercede and, and other things of that note. So, yeah, there were some extraordinary manifestations surrounding his life. 
Thank you for listening to Real Presence Live. This is Father Richard Kunz, along with Father Ryan Moravitz. We're talking to Bishop Paul Sura of the Diocese of Duluth about St. Padre Pio. Bishop, as we begin September, is there a message that you'd like to share with listeners that relates to Padre Pio and his wisdom? Well, you know, he wrote so much, and there's some more uh, translation stuff that's available of some of his work today, but I, I, I have a coffee mug on my desk that I don't drink coffee very often, but I have it on there. It's a gift. And um, his little saying, pray, hope, don't worry, um, summarizes a lot of, uh, you know, the um, inspiration of, of his life and something I think is very helpful for all of us. You know, he had some things and challenges in his own life, certainly, um, questions about, you know, who he was and what he did, but his attitude is always pray, hope, and don't worry, which I think translates very well for our busy lives today. So that's one, one facet I'd throw out to folks today. There's a Bishop, there's a quote of his that I use all the time when I'm talking about the Eucharist, and I'm sure I'm going to bring it up when we have theology on cap later on this month. And he said, uh, it'd be easier for the earth to exist without the sun than without the sacrifice of the Holy Mass. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. He um, had ways of, uh, you know, putting some of the great teachings of our faith that are so accessible and challenging for us, you know, because just like what you quoted, Father Constantino, you know, I mean, it's, you know, we, the gift that we've been given, you know, on the Eucharist, you know, he, he brings that home in, in ways that uh, should move us to awe and, and love and the reception of God's mercy and in what, uh, how he helps us understand our faith. Yeah. You know, Bishop, what do you make of, you know, I mean, some people will be very, um, to go back on the miraculous side of things of him, some people might be very skeptical of that that sort of thing. But when you yeah. when you're when you're talking about some of these things that are have occurred associated with Padre Pio, and we're talking about in the modern era, you know, right. so there there might be some room for you know uh, I don't know questioning of some of the early cha- saints and the legends of those. But how do you respond to somebody questioning some of the stuff about Padre Pio and those claims? Yeah, and I think that's where you know we tend. Um well, I mean, to I don't know. Maybe it's the it's the skepticism which occurred also in his own life. You know, the church uh, for a while put him under uh, sort of uh, house arrest, I guess, in terms of it wanting to investigate uh, the legitimacy of you know his own stigmata and some of the miraculous things. So even back in his own lifetime, there was a concern, you know, that it it was. It was true, or it couldn't be explained by natural um, reasons. You know, it was a supernatural gift that was being given to him, you know, for the edification of the people. And I think our world is one that is pretty skeptical of of things, and you know, always wanting to to question. That's not so much new in human nature, but um, we tend to want everything to be scientific. You know, um, but thank God, you know, He is God, and and there are things that are not scientifically explainable. <laughs> so um, things happen. And um, I think what I take, I think what I take of his, his life, though, again, these, these manifestations, you know, like in our Lord's own life, where he being divine, you know, was able to cure the sick and, and make the blind see and the deaf hear and the mute talk and lame walk and raise the dead to life, you, you know, it, it the Lord continues those kind of manifestations even today through people He has chosen in a special way to be examples of heroic holiness, and St. Padre Pio would be one of them for the modern age. I think one of the things, too, as well, Bishop, is the human encounters that people have yeah. with Him. 
So yeah. can you, you know, speak of that? Because, I mean, people encountered him and experienced these miraculous things. So there, there's the witness of people within, for instance, the tradition of the church to, yes. to solidify or manifest that, no, we believe because we experienced, we saw. You know. And don't you think, too, fathers, I mean, it was also the, the genuineness of something can be tested by the fruits that follow. And so as you, I think you're saying, Father, it's like people encountered him. You know, so many thousands of people would come, you know, to, to visit, and they would ask his intercession, you know, and uh, that he would go to the Lord and, you know, for their healings or, or their help, and, and they would receive blessings. And they would also receive personal conversion. You know, he would be able, through those confessions that he heard and things, um, help people on their own road to holiness of life, and and they, so yeah, there'd be hundreds, thousands of people that could point to things where they actually experienced in their own life in a personal way. Yeah, it wasn't some far off, you know, disconnected sort of thing, but it was intimate and personal. Bishop, thank you very much for uh, joining us on the program and talking about this great saint of Padre Peel. You're very welcome. Great to be All with right. you. Yeah, have a great day. You too. God bless you guys. Thanks, Bishop. Peace. Thanks.